0: These hundreds and hundreds of skeletal muscles, how are they able to do what they do? On a second's notice, our muscles have the capacity to enable us to run and jump and then sustain that performance for a while. What's inside the muscle that enables it to do all of this? Hint, two super important things. Hello there, this is Seth Jump, your professor for Anatomy on the Go. Hope you are doing well wherever you are and whatever you're up to today. Hey, before we go any further, if you're looking for a little boost in your learning, practicing, and reviewing of anatomy, you can go over to anatomyonthego.com and get a free ebook called Preparing to Ace Anatomy. Take the necessary steps to sign up, good to go. That'll come right to your inbox basically in less than about a minute. But here we go. Let's get right to the content for today's episode. In the mini intro, I asked the question about what enables muscle to do what it does. What's within the muscle? How is the muscle set up for performance? Really, we're talking about two key things, fuel and structure. For fuel, we're talking about what fuels, that is primarily carbohydrate and fat, that makes ATP. ATP is the energy currency of the body. Your body uses ATP to get muscles to contract. Check out the recent episode about cross bridges and how myosin heads swivel to create a muscle contraction. Now, the other aspect here is structure. There are the muscle fibers themselves, what kind of fibers they are. It's the muscle architecture. We're talking about structural protein too. We're talking about myosin and actin and myosin heavy chain. Fuel, what are we talking about here? Let's go to muscles have some systems they can use on a short-term basis and a long-term basis. Within seconds of starting movement slash contraction, the muscle can use creatine phosphate to supply ATP. An enzyme called creatine kinase transfers phosphate to ADP, which is adenosine diphosphate, to make ATP, adenosine triphosphate. Now, this is a quick energy supply. We're talking about seconds of muscle contraction. We can rely on energy supplied by the breakdown of glucose to produce ATP. The muscle can get glucose from the blood, from breaking down glycogen in the muscle. Now, glycogen is super cool. It provides a ready source of glucose in the muscle, as mentioned, as well as in the liver, where it's also stored. When you go on an extended fast, for example, you burn through this glycogen, let's say in about two days or so, give or take, and then you switch over to ketones, Your brain can use this fuel, too, ketones, that is, in addition to glucose. Now, for our purposes today, though, let's go back to glucose. Glucose is broken down in the process of glycolysis to produce ATP as well. Now, we get two ATP per per glucose broken down, and then we have energy not for seconds, but let's just say minutes. Now, as you know, when you start to exercise, your respiratory rate increases, We need oxygen to sustain muscle contraction and so much more in the body. And in general, we need this for aerobic cellular respiration. Now, when the cell breaks down glucose, we get pyruvate, which gets further converted to acetyl-CoA and goes into an energy-producing pathway called the citric acid cycle. The cell uses coenzymes and an electron transport chain to make even more ATP, This gives your muscle a lot more ATP, nearly 20-fold more ATP with aerobic cellular respiration compared with anaerobic respiration. Now, this was glucose breakdown, but we can also use fat. Ultimately, fat can be broken down into acetyl-CoA through beta-oxidation and therefore go into the citric acid cycle and uses coenzymes in the electron transport chain. (laughs) Physical and mental fatigue is often the biggest barrier to success in any activity involving strength, endurance, and mental focus. I've been on the lookout for something that could help boost athletic performance during my training and workouts which is why I'm so happy that I found the AminoCo. They offer 100% science-backed essential amino acid formula called Perform. Perform was created by former Harvard professor and world-renowned clinical researcher Dr. Wolf, who has completed 62 marathons in under 2 hours and 30 minutes and is still fueling his body with Perform at age 75. Perform is keto-friendly, soy-free, vegan, gluten-free, without any nasty GMOs. PERFORM is formulated to minimize muscle breakdown during exercise and maximize muscle growth after exercise. I use PERFORM to give me a boost for my different workouts, including running on the treadmill, interval training, weight training, and martial arts training. I train Jiu-Jitsu and karate. Personally, I have noticed a boost in my ability to sustain my performance during exercise. I tend to notice less of a dip or a tapering off of muscular performance. I've also experienced improvements in mental clarity and focus. Also, as a huge bonus, it tastes delicious. If you're looking for a nutritional advantage when it comes to boosting your peak athletic performance, I recommend you give Perform a try. It's scientifically three times more effective on a gram-for-gram basis than any other protein source. You can check out their science by visiting aminoco.com anatomy. And while you're there, when you use the discount code anatomy, you get 30% off at checkout. One more time, visit aminoco.com anatomy and use the discount code anatomy for 30% off. Now, when we say structure, structure for muscle... Let's dial in a little further to what I mean here. Muscle fibers can be two basic types. That is, fibers can be slow twitch, and they can also be fast twitch. Think of slow twitch fibers as those that are ideal for sustaining muscle contraction in a muscle for a long period of time, like fibers in a postural muscle. A prime example would be the soleus muscle. It's a postural muscle in the calf, deep to the gastrocnemius muscle, commonly just called the gastroc, muscles of the thigh, for example, vastus lateralis. These muscles are different with respect to the heavy chain portions of myosin. Slow-twitch fibers are type 1 muscle fibers. Fast-twitch fibers have subtypes, type 2a and type 2x. So there is technically a continuum here. So from slowest to fastest, we have type 1, then type 2a, and then type 2x. These fiber types have been heavily characterized in both humans and animals under all kinds of conditions, including exercise, disuse, aging, spinal cord injury, disease, spaceflight, etc. And think of a type of exercise. Fiber type adaptations have probably been studied. Now before we get to specific adaptations that occur within muscle, I'd like you to think of a really, really fast animal that you might expect to have a really high distribution of type 2 muscle fibers in its muscles. And what comes to mind as you think about this particular animal is the cheetah. The cheetah has a high distribution of type 2 muscle fibers, which enables it to be a world-class sprinter. Now, the human body has this brilliance about it. It's got this innate intelligence. In response to various stimuli, and we'll just talk about exercise here, for example, it does things to make the muscle better adapted to respond to these stimuli, So it'll enhance proteins to promote the use of fuel within the muscle. It also synthesizes proteins to make muscle stronger and give it better performance overall. But the body is also smart. It's only going to do something it it really has to do when it it needs to do something absolutely. It's not going to make all these systems fine-tuned if they're not currently being used. There's no reason for somebody to have massive muscles if they aren't really being worked that often, right? You have to sustain all that muscle, of course, within the particular body. That being said, though, muscle plasticity is impressive. Plasticity is the ability of skeletal muscle to adapt and optimize, and it can do this very, very well. So in response to the stimulus of exercise, muscle will promote its ability to use fuel, and muscle will also optimize muscle fibers. To use fuel better, it will promote enzymes for glycogen breakdown, that is glycogenolysis, for glycolysis or oxidative processes, depending, and it fine-tunes all these processes. It will also change the fiber type distribution in muscle. If you're a cyclist, your muscle fiber type distribution in your cycling muscles will shift toward type 1. So will your metabolic profile. The fibers will become larger and more effective. If you're a sprinter, your muscle fiber distribution in your sprinting muscles will shift toward type 2. So will your metabolic profile. These fibers will also become larger and more effective. There's so much more we could talk about uh, related to this. Lots of rabbit holes for other ways muscle or structures associated with muscle will adapt. There will be positive changes in the sarcoplasmic reticulum, which releases calcium and enables the interaction of myosin and actin. The nervous system will become more fine-tuned. The tendons will adapt and optimized. So many different layers here the body can adapt quite well. In response to exercise, it gets better and better. Well, thanks for listening to today's episode. One quick ask as we part ways. Would you take a minute to rate and review the podcast? This would be greatly appreciated, and it would also help other people like you find the podcast. But that's it for now. Until the next episode drops, all the very best. Good luck with your study, and I'll see you later.